everybody, welcome to the 46th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can hit us up at mathcoreindex at gmail.com. And I also want to express uh, our gratitude for a couple of things today. First of all, thank you so much to everybody who bought our very first physical compilation, Math Core Index Best of Volumes 1 through 5. Uh, with your help, we raised over $2,500 for the NAACP LDF. That's the uh, NAACP Legal Defense Educational Fund. I also want to thank everyone for tuning in and donating during our third annual fest, Math Core Index Fest 2020 Livestream Edition, this past week on YouTube. Our very first live stream event, actually. Uh, hosted 16 bands over four days, raised about $2,300 for Justice for George Floyd and Breonna Taylor Relief Fund, which is an uh, eight-way split between Black Visions Collective, Black Lives Matter Collective, a few other, few other very worthy initiatives. Uh, and special thanks to our top donors, Kevin and Jeff, who are unsurprisingly also some of our most ride-or-die supporters, uh, as well as Eric, Isaac, and Jay. We fucking love you guys. Thank you so much for making that stream really special. Um, the streams themselves will remain private for the time being, but... We'll be drip-feeding you the individual sets in the weeks to come. Um, for now, though, there is sets up from The Central and Name, with sets from Geisterfar, The Wind in the Trees, Under the Pier, Wilziak's Needleplay, Noise Says, Black Matter Device, Miko, Soul, Ski- <laughs> Soul Keeper, Sleep Sculptor, The Callous Boys, Half Slug, More of Myself to Kill, and Sunflower coming very soon, so you can look forward to those. Uh, and we do have a Patreon setup, so if you like what we do, you want to show us some support directly, you can get some exclusive benefits that way. Uh, bands on this podcast are decided in part by our, by our Patreon supporters, so we'd like to thank them so much at this time. So thanks so much to Kevin, Jeff, Otis, Phil, Eric, Chris, Tony, Mike, Robert, Senza, Kent, Matt, Austin, Jesse, Eli, Jamie, Sam, Andre, Grady, David, Carter, Andrew, Chris, 30 Seconds Go, Christian, Pete, Nathan, Jeremiah, Sonny, Spencer, Dimitri, Ezekiel, Eric, Jesse, Oconee, Rory, Chris, Caleb, Adolfo, Andy, Bebop, Austin, Holly, Ethan, Graham, Christian, and Matthew. Uh, and uh, thank you so much to our new supporters, uh, again, Taylor, Holly, Ethan, Graham, Christian, Matthew, and the OG uh, Sonora homie, John Bum, actually. So we have six new supporters this month. Very exciting. So the first band we're going to talk about is An Albatross. An Albatross are a grindcore noise rock band from Philly. Uh, most of you probably already know who this band is. They hardly need an introduction. Uh, they've been around since 1999 and have released some incredibly influential music. Uh, of which most of you are probably already aware if you're a fan of their contemporaries in The Locust and Daughters. Uh, they played our first annual fest back in 2018, which was part of a comeback of sorts from them. Uh, and I think that they're basically on a hiatus between 2010 and 2017. So now and Albatross are back with a short, albeit sweet new EP, uh, appropriately named Return of the Laser Viking. And there's kind of not a lot to discuss here. It's just a two-song EP, which doesn't even clear four minutes, but... The sheer excitement of New and Albatross was more than enough to, for us to justify taking a moment to talk about them on this podcast. Absolutely. I mean, and it, the material is really strong, too. It's not like they just farted out two songs. Like, to me, these songs feel like they belonged in their catalog all along. Um, and the second song, Mort Blue, is actually something that they performed at the fest, so... Yeah, man. Um, I have to say, uh, this this definitely bummed me out. Uh, so you allowed me to listen to this before we uh, started the podcast. Uh, this was a, a last drop on me, uh, and I, um, yeah, just as much. To be as, fair, I said it to you last night at like yeah. eleven o'clock. So, uh, re- return of the laser uh, Viking. Um, it's not much of a return, but I will take it for what it is. 
uh, we uh, I'm looking up in the on the photo above for the band camp and I'm seeing four four members and I'm I'm pretty confident that is the original members or the the long-lasting members when we they've did had s- a number of lineup changes throughout the years like the only original members I mean the only original members are Edward the vocalist cat the synth player and the bassist I'm pretty sure everyone else is been like a rotating cast of drummers, synth players, and guitarists. I'm looking at seven members on the on the roster, and I'm pretty sure when we saw them at Math Core Index uh, Fest One, like it was at least six people on that stage. So I'd like to say this is a, 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 a like hopefully a current roster of some sort. Yeah, um, when we saw them, they had two drummers, two synth players, a guitarist, and a bassist. Go, they and, did have two drummers. I forgot yeah. about that. And they had some fucking Devo hard hats going on there too, and everything. That was kind of nice. It was so good, <laughs> dude. I, I, the the so for everybody out there that is a fan of this like uh, zany keyboard style. I mean, these guys are pretty much the originator of the like more key keyboard electronic screamo style um them i would definitely agree with that uh like christian mentioned before uh horse the band uh i would like (laughs) to say also um song of zarathustra if you guys are aware um a midwest screamo band they did like i'm pretty sure it is like one album but uh i just um this is this is the shit man it's uh i I just i'm guessing they're probably not gonna do anything else um but hopefully they do especially with today's uh current uh shape of music and everything um we'll see what happens but um man i'm I'm gonna buy this and i'll I'll pay for more of their music if they want to fucking create it man because this is amazing just to see this and it's very reminiscent of what on albatross has always been and has done they've never really switched anything up which is pretty fucking awesome i I think that they've made the same kind of formula if you will work time and time again so yeah the equation the equation works out right yeah, exactly. Why why alter it drastically? I, I don't want to say that this is like even a throwback because it's like they've just been doing what they've been doing the whole time. It's like bands rip their sound off left and right. This mm-hmm. is like that. You're right. It is a total progenerator of that synthy hardcore grindcore sound that so many fucking bands were biting on back in the day. Like, um, and they still have the same cutting pink with knives and every fucking cyber grind band you can think of. Mm-hmm. They, they they have the same what I what I do appreciate this so they have the same sound the sound but even the artwork artwork is the same aesthetic um, they have this like interesting like like drug drug induced like sixties vibe to all of their fucking like logos and stuff where it's like very it's very um, kind of like psyche oh, it's seventies yeah. yeah it's like, definitely like thought they embrace rock and roll shit yeah yeah they just embrace rock and roll um and I mean on top of that they're kind of like what, a rock band at their heart I want to say you know well if you see them live you see the sassiness and like I mean the, yes the exactly and, stuff and where I mean they definitely are embracing yeah I mean they're definitely Dude, embracing the more I, rock and roll I, yeah the, the more I think about this is like a perfect evolution of rock and roll with plenty of like rock aesthetic but that still crosses over into like that very extreme territory with the bar- you know the barrage of synth the wall of sound drums and those sassy screeched vocals that shit is that's a great it's a great combination of sounds there when you watch the mathcore index fest one footage i feel like there was like this like slight like uh element of like improvisation they were doing too where they were just kind of going off the sound um, mm-hmm. it, it's enjoyable, man. I still, I, I still think about this. I mean, I mean, I, th- I think about that uh, uh, the whole set 
but seeing these guys right now looking at their faces on this screen right now um i just yeah once again man i just fucking wish there there's gonna be more I, I hope there's gonna be more i wish there was more to look at right now but i guess i'm taking the two tracks for what it is so i would really like to see a full length as well give us so that hopefully we can length. yeah hopefully they don't just release this two song ep and then call that their their, their albatross song <laughs> you can't i mean technically it would be it would be like a, a song submit at their albatross <clears throat> okay. it, it would be a one-sided <laughs> seven inch so i hope they don't like release something like this it was like what do you release it as you know like what do you <clears throat> but yeah yeah hopefully hopefully they come back with a full length so um i guess we're gonna go ahead and play for you uh one of the new tracks <laughs> which one christian <laughs> well it's gonna be the longer one of course so <laughs> We're going to play for you uh, Return of the Laser Viking, which is off. It's a titular song off their new EP that came out July 15th. Here we go. So that was Return of the Laser Viking, the titular song from an Albatross's new EP that just came out on July 15th. So next we're going to talk about Zilf. Zilf are a mathcore progressive metal duo from the UK. 
They started back in 2013, but didn't release their first single until 2015, followed by an EP in 2016, another in 2017, two singles in 2018, including a Christmas song, uh, another <laughs> Christmas single in 2019. They really like Christmas, evidently. Mm-hmm. And uh, now they're back with their debut full-length called The Album, which they released on June 5th. Um, sort of pretty, a sar- sardonic title, but... Pretty prolific. I mean, they, they, they're pretty busy with, like, shoving shit out and just like producing music it's pretty awesome man yeah uh i wish they would have released a full length sooner than seven years into their catalog though <laughs> so i wouldn't i mean i wouldn't it's they're arguably far more prolific than i am but um i wouldn't necessarily say they are the most prolific artists out there but regardless um, no, you're right. You're right. I'll give you that. I guess they're just like releasing like tracks. It's like, uh, all right, yeah, I'll give you I mean, that. I'll give you that. It's not a lot of substance to the previous release. This is like the first substantial album type presentation that we've seen from this band. So, um, And I would describe them as mathcore and progressive metal, uh, although they previously leaned far more towards the latter specifically like the gent subgenre as much as i revile that term i'll go ahead and use it here um with plenty of like straight up rock and roll sensibilities on almost every track mm-hmm. uh this is just one of those bands that has been on my radar forever and i kind of just kept writing them off as more of a joke project just given the name um but this album is definitely a piece of work that you can take seriously without taking itself too seriously um I think it's just a massive breakthrough for them. Like the songwriting is top notch, especially when compared to their older stuff. The full, the whole album is just like full of fun and humor and half life is in alien samples. I'm not sure <laughs> you didn't play half life, so you wouldn't pick up on that, but um, some very funny video game samples in there. No, uh, I picked and up, I'll, I picked up on the samples. I appreciate the samples. I didn't know where they were from, but like I still that, pew, pew. Yep. Thing. That's that's from a video game called Half Life that came out for the PC like a long time ago. It, it, um, <laughs> dating myself. <laughs> I was gonna say like, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Levi is rolling his eye. Levi doesn't play video games, folks, so he doesn't get any of this this cool guy stuff. My question to you: What are video games? <laughs> what friend. are taxes? <laughs> what are taxes? Can uh, someone but, explain what a mortgage is, dude? But I, I feel like this uh this band they um they touch on this like uh uh professional musician uh side slash just uh fun like i wouldn't say comedic but the vocal approach zany zany like it's uh man it was i i this this was very enjoyable to listen to from truly the, from the first to the end uh I wanted there's like little elements where I'm like, huh, huh, I don't know, and then like, ah, oh, okay, <laughs> like I, I, I don't know, man, you got to give this. Thing I was off. like, huh, 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 okay, go, okay. Levi Sebastian, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Um, uh, so let me see here. Uh, I would like to say that the just the. I mean, the math core elements, you know, just the relentless, just diverse sounds going on. But really, it's all about the vocals here, man. Uh, they not only they have the accents going on from the UK, uh, but there's just like three to four different vocal ranges where. Uh, I mean, I know you guys are being serious, but it obviously sounds like as well that there is some fun being had. There's a little touch of comedy there, you know, where you're kind of going like deep into like the Cookie Monster vocals, that kind of thing, you know. Um, and especially tracks like Zeph, 
um oh yes dude with that singing like uh, they knew then, that they, they were exactly they, what they were doing and like Ze- they, so zeph is that but then it busts uh, a track or two later uh, on track nine to a bowling green massacre which is that one too that is my favorite there it's it's almost i would man i went through this track a few times i'm like there's too much singing going on here but I'm like, oh, there's just but there's oh fuck man it's they're good fun though with their, they're having fun with their vocals in a way where i'm like fuck i just you I'm, said it I, I can't hate it. I just I, this I is enjoy a fun, it. fun yeah. record with some great, extremely catchy, infectious singing parts, which are they they kind of dominate this record. As I was saying, that that rock and roll element is really there, very strong. Um, so I would like to say, um, like as far as like I'm gonna kind of like split two uh, feelings of like uh, the kind of like comedic zany side of like hardcore. So like, um, you know, we've covered uh, Steak Sauce Mustache before, right? Um, I would really view Steak Sauce Mustache as, you know, they are pre- professional musicians, hardcore I would musicians. certainly akin them to this project as well. But so. they are goofy and zany. But this group, I feel they are more just zany, but that's it. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know, I don't see the, the lyrics in front of me, so I can't really see what the fuck they're, the vocals are, I mean, the lyrics are about, but I, I feel like they're, it's less. There's definitely an element of humor to the vocal lines, for I guess sure. I, I guess it, uh, there's less shtick going on here and yes, more just a little bit more fun that's accurate which i feel refreshing because it just seems like just a it's it's a hardcore record but it's like hey it's not that hardcore it's, hey it's like well, that kind of thing like i like this area they're going down this 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 path um so i i just yeah once again just it's kind of interesting i and as i'm talking i'm clicking i'm like oh fuck this really is their first fucking full length holy fucking shit mm. like <laughs> so yeah i don't know it's honestly surprising that it's just two dudes behind all of this just stuff like two dudes <laughs> just two brothers yep <laughs> um the only only thing that would have been more surprising to me is if it had just been one person yeah and you know, recently I find myself complaining a lot about bands who continually release EPs and never a substantial body of work. Um, but Zilf kind of like went above and beyond my normal expectations. Like this is 12 tracks at 46 minutes. Um, and what I really liked about this record is the definitely like palpable in the same way steak sauce mustaches, the humor, they kind of just exude that on this record. Uh, and there's a really good amount of experimentation like the songs are really diverse. We see them trying all different kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, including, as you were saying, quite a bit of singing on practically every song. Um, and I think that's actually one of the main strengths. It's just like the sheer amount of fun, memorable, and very melodic hooks and choruses on this album. Especially as you were, you were saying earlier, Zeph um, and Bowling Green Massacre. I would also throw in uh, Rest in R.A.P. and Peace in there as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, initially I didn't really care for that singing, but on repeat listening, I found myself gravitating towards those tracks in particular. Like I keep coming back to them. Because it's not just like it's not hardcore vocals, singy, hardcore, singy. I mean, there are there's a lot going on there, and I just um, yeah, I appreciate it, man. They're they're definitely having fun with their vocal ranges, which I yeah, it's very diverse. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of different styles of vocal delivery for sure. Um, yeah, all those all those great melodic cuts we were just talking about are really good tracks, but my favorite track is Endless, which just has this fucking irresistible artificial harmonic riff that kicks it off and it just cannot not recall botch for me. Like Uh dude, I had to look what track that was. I would agree with you. That was also a runner up of mine. Um, goes hard. Yes, um, it does go hard. 
And the chorus does overstay its welcome just a bit for my liking, but they make up for it with the breakdown at the song's conclusion. Um, and, I, and I also like the intro track. Of course, obviously, they lead the record with the good, the good song, Trust Me, I'm a Doctor, which has chaotic yet upbeat beginning and like a very like melodic bridge and conclusion which was basically what sold the song to me like the way the song ends is is really really great mm-hmm. um i liked resonance cascade which has those like cheeky falsetto and those samples from half-life um i liked tarantula hawk which basically sounds like a converge b-side like combined with some like melodic new metal banger this is basically like math core system of a down <laughs> like that's what just kept re- reoccurring to me um system that is of a really down. well put man that is really well yeah put. i would peg that as like one of their primary influences along with sixth the dillinger escape plan and mr bungle and god you know, is zilf such an ugly fucking name every time I god and this. they it is it is like i said it took me a really long time to take this band seriously they've Ugh. been on my radar forever and i've i, I admittedly i've sort of panned them mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They, um it was just because of the name though but as the years have gone by they they have released better and better stuff and the guitarist joe is really super nice and um he messaged me and he was like, yo, I'm having some trouble getting this album off the ground. And I was like, okay, it's time for me to fucking revisit this band. And sure enough, it's like definitely deserves everyone's attention. Like, oh like yeah. Prog math core. Like it's, it's the branding of the band. Like, I think that's a main, a huge obstacle for this band is the fact that their name is kind of, you know, somewhat of a sexual reference. And, uh, they <laughs> kind of have an odd cartoony album cover. So there's definitely some difficulty with the branding there, but I think that we're bringing it to the right audience now. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, uh, Freaks Unite, fucking just uh, check it out, man. Listen to it. It's great. It's just weird and fucking wonderful prog and mathcore, and it's zany as fuck and catchy as fuck. Again, mathcore, system of a down. Like That's that's what I keep coming back to. <laughs> Boom! I'm going to leave it with that. I like that, man. Hell yeah. Um, um, uh, what track are you thinking? I was thinking that Endless would probably be the most, like, chaotic slash... It would be, it's, like, the song for the podcast, basically. It's definitely... Yeah, on my notes here, it's definitely the more math Corey song, for sure. If I mean, Zeph, R.I.P. and Peace, and Bowling Green Massacre would <laughs> all be ones that I would use. Trust Me, I'm yep. a Doctor, Residence Cascade, Tarantula Hawk. These are all fucking good songs, but I think we should give them Endless. Yep. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Endless, which is track three from the album, <laughs> which came out on June 5th. Here we go. Where I go from what I get with what I get 
so that was Endless, which is track three from Zilf's new album, The Album, which came out on June 5th. Damn good album. I love I love the title of the album. It is like so self-assured. <laughs> <laughs> the album. <laughs> Agreed. But tell you what. <laughs> that just really fucking tickles me for some reason that I can't explain. Um, so the next band we're going to talk about is Void Bloom. Void Bloom are a four-piece metalcore, mathcore band from Massachusetts and Rhode Island. I had to think about that for a second. Uh, featuring Nick Cates, the drummer of Mouth Breather, who, of course, played our first and second annual fests and have been discussed on this podcast a few times. Still the drummer of Mouth Breather, correct? That remains to be seen. Hmm. To be continued, but, uh, everybody. TBA there, yes. Um, so Void Bloom, getting back to them, are a new band forming in early 2020, releasing their first single and debut EP in June of this year. Uh, July was a busy month for us with the Benefit Comp and the Fest, plus I was traveling for the holiday and my birthday, uh, so it seems we once again have some catching up to do here. A little build-up. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've, uh, we've, we've, we're backed up, so to speak. Just all this, all this band, band stuff, you just gotta just all over me now. <laughs> <laughs> Real backed up. <laughs> Sour. Um, yo, yo, this band is fucking the shit. I'm fu- it's I, nasty. It's so good, dude. Um, a varied, like a varied uh, uh, approach of vocals. Um, yes, you said just, it, man. It's um just this nasty, just a little bit of squeal in there, just like guitar mm-hmm. squeal, like some great breakdown action. Um, mm-hmm. man, it's 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 yeah, yeah. Bring it to me, man. Yeah, it's like dissonant metalcore and deathcore and mathcore with heavy breakdowns, dissonant riffs, super fucking sick drumming, courtesy of the homie Nick, um, yep. who also, he produced this EP. Um, mm-hmm. And this is, this is basically what Mouth Breather would sound like if they had been a MySpace-era deathcore band. Oh, dude, abs- dude, wow. If they had been wow. like, if they, if they had come out in like 2008 or 2009, this is what they would sound like. Yep. Not to say this is like super regressive, but I mean, it kind of sort of is in that way. You know, it's sort of, uh, it's mathy at times, man. It's fucking pissed. Well-structured hardcore. It's fucking great, man. Um, I, uh, they don't overdo the technical parts though. They definitely, they, they keep it like accessible. I would say the, the track title and the song, itself that just fucking took me away was a uh, live love lobotomy mm. or live laugh lobotomy. lobotomize L- live lobotomize. laugh lobotomize lobotomize yeah. oh my god holy fuck what shit. a fucking song title in a goddamn mood yes <laughs> i i'm um we're we're i i'm pretty sure actually mobius mirror is the last track but uh, live laugh lobotomize is a fucking great song title and yes yes mobius mirror as well as equally as good i mean yeah that's like the most like technical track like we actually premiered a drum playthrough for that recently i I saw saw that that. yes yes really really good technique in that video the drumming on that track is just insanely good there's a lot of really solid again technique in that intro and the subsequent blast sequence and the vocals are just fucking unhinged in the beginning and when it finally hits with that breakdown that they hint at it's just like you're being brought that sweet relief of death you know yep like Um, just hits we uh, we interviewed uh, Mouth Breather uh, on Mathcore Index One, and so it was just in nice twenty eighteen. Yeah, in twenty eighteen, it was nice to see uh, on the live video, just seeing Nick play drums, just seeing him again, just like, oh shit, Nick, what's up, man? Fucking game on, man. Um, I wanted to say one thing about Void Bloom. I just pulled up the Bandcamp. Uh, so Mobius Mirror, I'm pretty sure this is one I was thinking of. 
Yes, um, uh, lyrical content is fucking amazing. Um, I do appreciate these guys putting up the lyrics. Uh, they, I mean, for four, for, I mean, for five tracks, uh, every track is, I mean, I, it was hard to pick one, you know? Um, I, I can only imagine if they did a full length ultimately, cause this is an EP and it just fucking rips and is well-structured and has girth in every track. Well, um, since mouth breathers seem to be on indefinite hiatus, you never know. Maybe we might get a new void bloom album. I'll take anything from any of you motherfuckers. Just as long as Nick's involved, I guess. So yeah, it's like a real Nick solid crew. And actually we've talked about the guitarists band before Dan Wolfson. Uh, he was in a band called, uh, it was Parapraxis was the first manifestation, and then it was like some Vortex of Influence. There, mm-hmm. there it is. Mm-hmm. We, we've, we've talked about both on this podcast, I want to say, or if not uh, both and just like the latter, I think. Either way, uh, uh, real good guitarist and good songwriter, so awesome to see some like fucking New England homies coming together and doing something really disgusting. Like <laughs> the shit is, is nasty as fuck. And naturally uh, misery porn, it seems was their first, uh, single. So, uh, that's the, the main focus there. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I like everything about this release, but there are parts of misery porn since you bring it up and voice of ideation as well, which I felt were a bit more in the middle of the road, deathcore sort of riffs. Oh, there, I mean, oh man, there are definitely more deathcore uh, for that. Um, I even look at the, the, uh, yeah, um, I, I have a more deathcore feel with the void bloom. If we like, if we're, we're doing void bloom versus uh mouth breather, which we're not, I mean, there's no comparison there. We're just apples and oranges. Right yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. we're just, we're doing that right now on this podcast. Uh, but I would, <laughs> but and, and ultimately because of you, Nick, uh, but, uh, I would say that I had that vibe. You I caused like, oh, this. Yeah, I was like, Oh, it's a little more death core. Like, okay. But then it was not, um, I just had to keep listening and I was like, okay, uh, I got to shake that off. So yeah, it's not, it's just like a little, it's just like a, a bit of influence there. Yeah. Um, However, I will say that misery porn starts to get a little more inspired and less reliant on tropes around the one minute mark. Mm -hmm. Um, And voice of ideation does bang like fucking hard all the way through. So I'm sort of, I'm willing to overlook the regression, I guess. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, I want to say one thing uh, about the void bloom cover. Uh, It, they have this, um, so it's the tongues of God and mm-hmm. they have just like these like pasted tongues all over it. And for some weird reason, man, I don't know why this just like s- strikes me the right way, but it reminds me of like the, that first carcass cover of, or first or second carcass cover of just like, just body parts sewed on the whole fucking thing. It was just a collage of fucking just surgical shit. And like, it just really takes me back to that. So, um, I really I enjoy can see that. that. Yep. So I had to throw that in there. Yeah, um, just getting back to the stuff that I like. Sorry, I'm just looking at my notes here. Uh, yeah, I cut you off. Live Laugh uh Mobius Mirror. Again, the drumming on that track is just so fucking good. Um, I guess that's pretty much all I got on this. Yeah, if you, if you like fucking Mouth Breather, obviously you're going to like this, for one. Um, mm-hmm. If you like, it reminds me of See You Next Tuesday quite a bit. Um, oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah, like that same kind of... They really had a, a same kind of a vibe to them. Um, and I don't know, like Carnifex or Chelsea Grin. <laughs> like, they definitely managed to just sound like some 2008 deathcore. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. It's fucking... It's good, though. I mean, I like 2008 deathcore. It's not like a... Do you like like deathcore is a dirty word? You know, let's... Um, they they, let's they have the stigma. They have that crunchy squeal 
and I don't know what else that is. It's, it's the that. pig squeals and just like the vocals, like the, the shrieked. They're deathcore shrieks. You know, they kind of dominate this release. Mm-hmm. That's why I really, I get that vibe. Even if it's only misery porn and um, voice of ideation, which are like riff wise, kind of more leading that direction. The vocals are there throughout most of the release, and if it's not that, then it's like hardcore mids. You know, I would say if if Bill is doing said all vocals, that is amazing because there's um, a I lot know, of vocals going on there. I know Nick, the drummer, does vocals on this release for sure. I don't think it's that much. Oh no, I can hear Nick. I can. I well, I definitely hear Nick on a little bit of that. So, yeah, here and there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Uh. I mean, what what do you think the track is? Do you think it's Mobius Wild? Mirror for oh, sure? Oh, Mobius. Okay, Mobius. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, as much as I love "Live, Laugh, Lobotomize," um, I think that's actually the track, by the way, where they start to sound more like Void Bloom and less like other bands. They start expressing more unique ideas. Um, but I do think that Mobius Mirror is is the track for the podcast. It's the most th- technical. This is a third band. We're gonna re- we're gonna agree on one of these before the 12 are up here for sure. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. So we're going to listen to Mobius Mirror, which is track five from Tongues of God, uh, Void Bloom's new album that came out on June 12th. Here we go.
All right, so that was Mobius Mirror, which is track five from Void Bloom's new EP, The Tongues of God, which came out on June 12th. So next we're going to talk about Crisis Actor. Crisis Actor are a four-piece chaotic hardcore mathcore band from Albany, New York. Uh, not to be confused with the other mathcore Crisis Actor from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, they are a new band forming earlier this year and releasing their debut EP Isolation back in May, mm-hmm. but, which was recorded individually by all the members from separate location, uh, separate locations, rather. That's the name. Sort of an apropos concept for this time. And, you know, good to see people making use of this time to create art. Uh, hopefully that can be the silver lining of all that's happening now. Um, we try not to chat too much about the whole COVID thing. You know, we, we talk about it a little bit, you know, just like how we're doing and stuff. But, man, this is, I guess we're, we're, we're fucking five, six fucking months in here. And, uh, yeah, we got bands coming out and kind of making uh, lemons out, out. <laughs> we're making making lemon lemonade out of lemons i guess you know and it's like somebody i mean it, we're making it, lemons out of lemonade le- lemon oh my god <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's the expression yeah um but um with with crisis actor i gotta say um their proceeds are going to food not bombs uh christian are you aware of this uh uh organization no, I'm actually. I know. I think you maybe lived I've, in I've Arcata heard of them. And you knew Crust Kids. You should definitely know foods. I'm not. I'm not going to front. I mean, it sounds really familiar. Exactly. But I'd like. Um, I'd like never donated to it before or anything. So I couldn't I, tell you where they're based out of or anything. Or it's. It's just. I mean. Um, Obviously, it's my, a human rights organization of some sort. I would assume. Yeah. I. I. Uh, as we. Uh, you and I know. Uh, I, I. That would, does sound familiar from Humboldt, though. That's. That's totally accurate. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I was. I was in a crust house uh, for a while there. Right. Uh, the big tree. Uh, and we definitely donated. Oh, I'm sure Nick. Nick Zombie was a proponent of, of that organization. Zombie now that I Nick think about definitely it. donated to Food Not Bombs. Uh, okay. See, then that's why that that is familiar. Then it is a it is a good organization. Um, very punk rock fucking. DIY like uh, organization to go to. Um, so in other words, Crisis Actor are doing good things with the proceeds from this release. So you should give them a few bucks. Man, it it's cost. just I mean, the Crisis Actor just giving proceeds to just yeah. I mean that, that I mean th- I mean food not bombs. Just a it's always been a great thing. Just giving food to people that don't have food. It's great, man. Um, but uh, uh, I did buy this uh, release. I really enjoyed uh, just the raw fucking um, approach to this. Uh, and once I read that each uh, band member was doing it from a separate location, I was like, all right, let's do this. And really, it's kind of been um, uh, a kind of a isolation record. I've kind of when I do listen to this, I am aware that they made this during this time. And it's really kind of had a special little piece in my heart uh, for that reason. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, oh, oh, sorry, go oh, ahead. wait, wait. Oh, never mind. Okay, you were cutting it off for a second, but now you're good. Sorry. Okay, good. Sorry. Yep. All right. Um. Anyway, so uh, what was I going to say? Uh, so I would describe them kind of as chaotic hardcore, getting back to Crisis Sector, uh, with tons of pull-off riffs, head-bobbing grooves, lovely panic chord breakdowns. Their sound pretty much straight-up screams upstate New York, which is sort of like... <laughs> Awesome. Which is sort of like irresistible <laughs> to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, awesome. If you sound like you are influenced by Every Time I Die, chances are I'm probably going to gravitate towards your music. Um, yep. And it's just a fun EP that 
doesn't hardly feel like it was written and recorded with all the band members separated from one another. Like most, most of the concepts and the song ideas are pretty solid and like generally well-developed. Um, they've got an excellent sense of restraint when it comes to like the most aggressive and heavy elements of their songs. They sort of like hold back the best sequences until well over a minute into some of these tracks, like track five, thinly veiled, uh, the EP slow burner is no exception. They really hold back those heavier moments. Yep. Yep. That is the slow, that is the slow burner for sure. And it takes yep. like a couple of minutes to get going, but, um, yep. I also liked stag, was it stag party? Yeah. So yeah. Stag party. <laughs> stag, yep. Yep. I like stag burner. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had to pull up the band camp. I was like, wait, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, oh wait, no, do you know what, dude? Honestly, do you know what? Fuck that. No. Um, oh man. I honestly, I don't know which one is my favorite now when I'm thinking about it. Maybe steak party is, I don't know, man. My favorite was Phantom Limb Twitch, which is, that one's pretty yeah, much gripping throughout the entire too, duration. Man. I don't, yeah, dude. Yeah, as well. I don't, yeah. It has nice, it's got like a lot of twists and turns. Uh, it's probably got like the most like musical density, shall we say, of any other track on the EP. Like, Ooh, it's got okay. like the most, that's how I'm starting to measure quality of music <laughs> now is like just musical density, like parts per minute or parts per second. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, my like, brain is blown away. Oh, I can't handle <laughs> parts. Like the more parts you can squeeze in there, the more musical density your shit has. Okay. Because like, um, you often will... find that hardcore bands repeat parts quite a bit. Like they have very verse chorus verse song structures, but, uh, all right, homie, I'm going, I'm going on this right now. Um, I'm going phantom limb. Twitch is my favorite track for sure. Yeah, dude, that's the one for yep. sure. That's yep. It's like I said, it's it's the most interesting, compelling, has uh I mean, practically every section is punishing and catchy and has great rhythm. Like every section also has its like respective recapitulation too. So it really seems like they spent some time on that one. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they take apart and then they they present it to you again just in a slightly varied uh, you know, a slightly different way. They just do a slight variation on that. Crisis um, actor uh, crazy actor i do have a question for them though uh, i'm sorry for interrupting you christian no, no, it's um, okay. i just um i didn't have it written in my notes and i had to like ask it um uh if you guys can get back to us um so since you did record uh, you know during covid naturally this was i guess an, an idea prior to covid or was uh, ultimately my 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 umbrella in question is when did you have an idea of this band when did you guys write things and then did you decide to like record during COVID because it was boredom? Like, just give me the whole, give us the whole story if you could possibly on like, cause this is the first, I feel like the first band that we're experiencing that like ha- is kind of like in the bios and like, yeah, this is what we did. This is during COVID the whole thing that like kind of giving us the whole story. So I just want to know if you guys are a new band and you were about to record and you're like, Oh shit, COVID happened. Um, I guess we're going to record like this or, Oh, um, Hey, what are you guys doing? We should do a band because we're locked up. Like, is it a COVID band or did you just happen to record during COVID? Um, just the question I guess I have overall. I mean, yeah, according, so, I mean, according to their Facebook, it looks like they're, they started like earlier this year. So I, I, I want to assume that they probably it, it was were just starting to form yeah. prior to all this shit happening. And then they just probably ended up having to record their parts individually. That's, that would be my guess, but interesting. Yeah. Let us know. How did this project get started? How did you, you guys meet on the internet or I mean, um, so, it seems so, like they're all from the same area. 
And then I guess a question, a, que- a question I have uh, on my notes here for you, Christian. I mean, I, I'm not much uh, as far, I'm not the producer. You you produce everything here with the podcast, uh, and then you, you naturally record and everything. Uh, how did this sound to you as far as like everybody having individual parts and then throwing it together? Could you tell that? <sighs> That's definitely, I think, the main quality that suffered. That the production is what suffered most here. Uh, uh-huh. Since you ask, like the the vocals and the drums are a bit too wet for my liking. In other words, they've got too much gain and maybe reverb. Like the, the vocals constantly sound like they are either very distant or covered up in way too much gain. Word. Um, and I feel like sometimes the drums also feel a little. Um, I don't know, also overly quantized perhaps, but I think that maybe they're doing the best with what they had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they probably, they, I mean, they had obviously had some serious constraints from doing this remotely. I also felt like one song throwing knives, although the song is a banger back to this whole production thing. I, I, I noticed that one of the overdubbed guitar parts were noticeably really loud in the mix, like substantially louder than the rest of the song, possibly just revealing, you know, just how piecemeal this project actually was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's my one criticism, but you know, again, it's a, it's a fucking internet project and you're collaborating with multiple people and it's, you might, it's hard just to get on the same page sometimes. So kudos for making it happen and putting something out. And a, a lot of these songs bang. Like I said, there's a lot of really catchy rhythms and uh they again they they delay the satisfaction for those heavier moments too which is again it's so very every time i die and so they are saying i mean it says just albany new york so this is possibly just a fucking covid act where it's like everybody's literally within a driving distance but they can't meet up with each other so they're fucking recording so that's pretty fucking gnarly still i pretty interesting man pretty cool to to, to cover something like this Indeed, it's a uh, definitely uh, a, it's a current project, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we should go ahead and give him Phantom Limb Twitch, please. So we're going to play for you the song Phantom Limb Twitch, which is track three from Crisis Actors' new EP Isolation, and that came out on uh, May twenty second of twenty twenty. Here we go.
All right, so that was Phantom Limb Twitch, which is track three from Crisis Actor's new EP, Isolation, and that came out on May 22nd of 2020. So uh, next, um, I think I do have some listener comments or questions here. Yeah, you there, Levi? Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah. We are, we are live casting right now, just for future <laughs> posterity, our... Patreon are. supporters know that, of course, because they're here with us live. But we are sort of, so live casting. We are so live casting right now. Um, so we're we're kind of getting the hang of that, and hopefully we'll we'll do it on a broader scale in the future. This is kind of just uh, we're we're dabbling right now, baby steps, you know. With more technology too, we will definitely dial this in. If you all saw what both of us were doing, you would laugh at us. <laughs> it is. I have a microphone rubber banded to a tripod right now are you serious yeah i have the i have a my skate uh my skate uh tripod that i use for filming at the skate park i just have the microphone rubber banded to that okay so this is a here's a voice message a few voice messages from the uh the homie mikey of uh yeah so see what he has to say oh shit Christian and uh, Levi, let's uh, let's get more personal now. Hey, Christian, another guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna keep bothering you guys. <laughs> Too bad you summoned the demon. This is Mikey from Ya. We do, in fact, have a new recording. We record. We're gonna release a single soon. Maybe you already saw us post that. Um, we did. Yeah, excited about that. It's gonna be a lot clearer, I guess. You're gonna hear that. <laughs> side of production value for us but anyway yeah i was um just sparked by yes a couple episodes back now but you guys were talking about no wave that really got me excited because um talk about it later in this episode too actually Mm -hmm. when i really think about it i remember i fucking i was really i felt so tired of songs just uh, and time signatures all together. I was really deep, deep into the fucking free improv, free jazz, fucking noise Making experimental city. scene when I moved to the Bay Area in 2006. Till about I don't know, four or five years later, I didn't come back to um, embracing songwriting for that long. But that is the Bay Area is where I also met fucking Weasel and Jay Corber, who became the drummers of Burmese probably gonna walk uh mm-hmm. who became the drummers of burmese uh and fucking around 2012 this is a crazy story i don't know if you know but jay corber was ran over got ran over by a fucking street cleaner somehow when he was riding his bike home one night in san francisco um and you know the doctors told him he was not probably gonna walk uh but he, you know, just a year later, he Wolverine that shit. He was in a wheelchair and he started walking again and he was playing drums again real quick, you know. And eventually he joined Burmese, but, you know. But yeah, to bring it back to No Wave, like, I'm sure you guys know. Yeah, Burmese very influ- influence informed. Always have been by No Wave and Noise. I can see that. Uh, I've always liked that shit. Oh. Well, I get no you, wave. When you like look into a lot of the late seventy, the seventy nine no wave, the first 
the original Wave, No Wave. No Wave in New York. A lot of it was, it had solid rhythms, it's just skronky. You know, I, I, bands like Piron come to mind. Without bringing it back to the present, like Piron, some of their, a lot of their shit goes free jazz. It certainly does. And pulls back into the fucking um, riffs and shit, and I love that. And um, so that's gonna be in Yeah too. So yeah, I just got really excited that you guys started talking about Norwave and um, and now everything has like so many different waves of the wave. <laughs> <laughs> waves of the wave. And of course, yeah, I've been very excited about this new wave of fucking white belt, false grind, early 2000s, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, fucking ridiculous. Genre I love the term white belt. By the way, yes, I'll just go on a record and say Yuh plays pre-death, no wave grind, informed by emo violence. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, shit is ridiculous. Might as well make shit up every time you make a new song, you know, a new genre. Because it's about branding yourself. You gotta brand yourself these days. Are you, are you, you're on Instagram, you're not an influencer. Maybe you're 35 or older. Yeah, by the way, I am closer to 40 than both of you. <laughs> um, that's what you think, bud. Really yeah, that's what you think, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you son can't. of a bitch. I hate the word avant-garde, really, though. Never was really that comfortable with it. I am, yeah. I remember you guys were talking about your ages. That was. You wouldn't know looking at me, I guess. You know. Because <laughs> I'm Asian. I'm Asian enough to where you can't, people can't tell that I'm smiling <laughs> under the mask that I have to wear when I go to the store now. That we have yes. to. We hashtags. We're in this together. I don't know, man. Alone together? Haven't we, we've been alone? In the palm of our own hands? I remember the times before everyone looked into their own phone. It was kind of creepy seeing it slowly set in. Well, it kind of, well, exponentially. That was around 2010. Well, we're going off what? Topics? I mean, well, anyway, I thought I'd just uh, check back in with y'all. Love the math cast. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for that, Mikey. We appreciate that. Amazing. That was that was definitely an epic tangent. Um, yeah, man. I definitely I see what he's getting at, though. It's No Wave is definitely coming back around with bands like Piron for sure. Just the the slightly improvisational, wonky... The word skronk, I mean, definitely is derived from no wave and, and noise rock, certainly, I would say. I mean, that's kind of where that... I think the skronk comes from, so... I just... Dude, I just got the 12-inch in the mail the other day. I'm fucking all about that new shit. Wait, what, what did you get? New Pyron. Oh, really? Nice. Oh, dude, God, that, it's it so looks good. really... The disc it's, looked amazing. Dude, it's, <laughs> the it's, it's, it, dude, it's a double disc. It's fucking so good, and the artwork is amazing. It's fucking, it's so good. Yeah, I'm all about that fucking album. Dude, they're they're amazing. Like, um, I think it's, it might be. I'm not sure if it's Pyron or Pyron. I've been saying Pyron, but I think I've it been might saying be I've been saying Pyron, but I I don't know, man. It's that Y. It's like what the fuck ever. Jeff um, says he pronounces it Fearon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeff does? Nah, I don't, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Kevin says Kevin says Piron. Yeah. Fron. But 
I guess Puron is like what I told like Veronica, phalanx. and like I felt like Veronica was like, say that she's like, okay, <laughs> she's like, oh, all right, fine, like, accept that, all right, fine. Uh, but yo, um, but honestly, like, uh, it, I mean that that, uh, yeah. Anyways, I, I don't want to get into it too much. But uh, do we have another one, or was it just him? Um, there's another one from uh, the homie Unier from uh, Panama, but I have to dig like deep in my inbox to find that message. So I'll okay, try to can... pull it up during the next nope. break. Okay. Um, so who do we got uh, going on next? We got Infant Island next. Woo! So the next band we're going to talk about is Infant Island. And Infant Island are a, currently a four-piece screamo post-rock band from Fredericksburg, Virginia, although the lineup is not static and seems to switch somewhat from release to release. Yep. Uh, they started in 2016, releasing a split in 2017, a single in 2018, a four-way split, and a debut LP in 2019. And this year, they have released not only a fantastic EP in April and a follow-up LP in May, but also a collection of B-sides, rarities, and remixes uh, in 2020. So we're talking about a fairly prolific band here. Pretty busy. Pretty busy. Truly. And they play a blend of chaotic screamo and post-rock with high-pitched, desperate vocals, snappy drums, and guitars, of course, awash in reverb and delay. I kind of imagine this is what Deaf Heaven would sound like if they were like less influenced by black metal and more influenced by screamo. Dude, like, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, they have the poor, they, I mean, going to like older, like screamo bands, they are definitely kind of going into like this majority rule, um, porches of past kind of sound. Glassing. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with glassing, but glassing, yep, glassing. Yep. Yep. And then, um, I mean, Senza in, in the, in this blackened Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Um, so going into what Infant Island is right now in this last release, they definitely are. I mean, so going from the self-titled to the sepulphurs, whatever the fuck that is, and then to Beneath. Uh, so this last uh, release, Beneath, um, it is be- beyond blackened. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how you would listen to this album other than in its entirety, um, because that's it's just there's so much uh, instrumental kind of just ambient and then transitional things going on um into the few times that there are vocals going on here um which are great vocals i just um they definitely are going more blackened uh kind of screamo uh i just want i I hope i hope that they 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 hold on to the vocal approach and don't stray away from that and then eventually one day the next release will be like oh infinite infant island is now uh no vocals that kind of thing that's definitely one of the best ask but excuse me aspects of their approach is their their vocals for sure it's very it's, like that it's, old school screamo it's such good screamo dude it's really like, good screamo very aggressive at times but still atmospheric and post-rocky yeah. really really great drum sounds um yeah the vocals really are a main highlight for me on this release uh some tracks that I liked, I really liked Burrow, which is track one from Sepulture, which yeah. is the EP. I think I actually, I may like the EP more than the full length, if I'm being completely honest. Um, well, that's the thing, man. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, so... Because the EP just starts off with that fucking cracking opener. I mean, Burrow really just is, it's more aggressive than any other track in the, <laughs> later on in their discography. <laughs> yeah. Later on in their discography, so from two if- months later. <laughs> So if we're to, oh, so if we're talking if we're talking if we're talking uh, uh, 
uh, sepulver or whatever, uh, then yes, I would like to say that, sepulture. Um, yeah, uh, that would that would be burrow would be my favorite track. Um, but the thing is that so um, this album I wanted to buy physically, but I don't think I was able to because their Euro distribution that had the vinyl they weren't shipping to the U.S. I believe. Because I wasn't able to get not the entirely surprising. People are not trying to ship overseas as much because it's you know it's much harder for and packages to reach their destination. Yeah. So, um, P.S. Anyone who's waiting on your compilation, if you're overseas, please just bear with us. We'll yeah. get you. We'll get you your stuff eventually. <laughs> so, so with that, um, that was the one that really grabbed me. So when I when you told me we were covering infinite and i was like what and i noticed like oh shit they fucking pumped out another one okay that's pretty fucking awesome but um once again it's just um it 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 takes a full listen to enjoy it and for that um i'm already kind of like "Mm all right um that's so funny i really thought that you would have like instantly loved this i don't want i don't i mean to appreciate the album i I mean, it's it's nice. It's just um, I want to listen to screamo. I want to listen to screamo, but this like has less screamo and more instrumental and kind of like atmospheric things going on. So, like I was saying, I really hope that in the next release, I don't see just the vocals take completely taken away or just faint fucking screams in the background because I'm already seeing. The, the you don't want him to pull being, a like a legit Jerome's dream and just like completely change the entire approach. Well, I'm seeing the screamo diminish, and less screamo is in the screamo. So yeah, I would like to see. I'd like to hear more more vocals. Basically, basically. Infant Island, stay young forever. Um, also, Infant <laughs> Island, so I mean, like, and it's not even like stay a, young and I, angry forever so, for so all time. You, you're going above and beyond the uh, the uh, instrumental vocals instrumental vocals like you know track one track track two track three track four like it's kind of like track one and one and a half to two like it's like instrumental and like there's little vocals and like it's kind of like when i had to like i was listening to the album and i was like wait what track am i on already like wait oh how much how's like okay and like i don't know i was a really big fan of the 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 last release so i feel like it's almost confusing because this is this two releases in the same year and you guys are going kind of farther out there pretty fast. So I'm quite concerned that you're really drastically changing your sound. So the next I don't think that they really guys, it's going to be like no vocals or something like that. That's See, I think at. that the post rock, the ambient stuff has always been there. I think that's been there all along. Like I'll admit though, that is the, that is the element that I, that does nothing for me. Like I'm not a fan of more does ambient and post rock music. It, it doesn't. I found myself skipping those tracks on repeat listens, um, but you could say that's more of a personal preference, I guess. Oh, absolutely, um, and, absolutely. And, and to be fair, I'm, I'm, I'm. I just want to reiterate. I don't think that that's like a new part of their aesthetic. Like I think that they've been doing that for a while, and it does seem that they actually did. You know, they spent some time crafting those sequences. Like I don't think that they mm-hmm. they don't they don't seem like an afterthought. It's very much part of this band's aesthetic however i do feel like that vibe almost dominates the record's runtime like out of three of these nine tracks on beneath uh, you know three rather of the nine tracks out of on beneath are just creating sound you know soundscapes they're noise tracks so Uh, i feel like there's a lot of lost time there i'm not saying they're phoning it in what i'm saying is once again I like them because they were a blackened kind of like atmospheric screamo band, but 
already I'm seeing there's less of that. You can't, can you really call doing no, like noise phoning it in? What I would consider phoning it in would be doing something totally fucking generic, like a generic screamo. Yeah, I want to just thing. cover my ass there, basically. I just wanted to <laughs> throw that out there. I was like, I don't want to complain. You don't I like pre- it. It's okay. You don't, you yeah. don't like the noise parts. I don't really like the noise parts either. What I do like, though, is the chaos and the aggression of the more screamo and black metal-leaning parts. Yep. Um, and when they're shining, they are shining very brightly. Like, there's, there's a reason that Pitchfork took notice of this band. Like, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. definitely say that for sure. Like, they're... They're real fucking sick, and if you're a fan of Jerome's Dream, Joshua Fit for Battle, Envy, uh, Love Lost but Not Forgotten, Levi, I, w- I know you want to say Examination of the Dot 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 and Station, yep, maybe. Yep, Exam, exam uh, Envy, uh, Porches of Past, fucking Who's yeah, that? man. Is Envy, does Envy have shared members with other bands that I know? Or is um, that just... Envy is just just Envy is Envy. Uh, it's fucking, uh, yeah, Look, check out Envy. On a playlist sure. with Orchid? <laughs> no, no. Envy was okay, its own no. thing a little later on. All right, very well. So we're going to go ahead and give you... Um, well, shit, actually, that's a discussion we need to have now, I guess. Uh, my first inclination was to play Burrow. Bar- oh, excuse me, is it Barrow or is it Burrow? It's, it's, no, it is Burrow. Burrow, yep, Burrow. Yeah, from track one from Sepulture, but since they do have a new full length, um, which I actually... Let me just get into that full length really quickly. Um so as I was saying, I did like Burrow and Awoken on Sepulture. As Awoken, that's the last track. It's kind of a nice halfway point between Sepulture and Beneath. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I really liked uh, what is it? One Eyed Track Five from Beneath. That's like one of the few tracks where they actually just jump right into screamo time versus making me wait for it. <laughs> so that's probably why I liked it the most. That and Death Portrait. You know, I think for the same reason, they kind of just boom, yeah, right, uh, right death, into the more visceral death parts. Death Portrait was one of my favorite uh, ones, for sure. Cool. Um, why don't we go ahead and give them Death Portrait, then, since that's the one that we both seem to think is a good track. Although mm-hmm. I do think... I do feel like One-Eyed is... Oh, okay. dude, dude, listen. Uh, honestly, uh, as far as like going back into MathCore uh, uh, Index uh, uh, history, I'm pretty sure you should just go on with One-Eyed. Uh, okay cool because yeah sure. i don't make me regret this yep yep <laughs> okay so we're gonna go ahead and do um we're gonna do one-eyed which is track five from beneath infant islands new album uh, and that came out on i'm sorry I, it's, I gotta stop real quick infant island annihilator someone posted that on the internet and i cannot get it out of my head <laughs> oh dude listen every fucking time i look up this band it's in the back of my head i'm like no 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 no, no. That's a different band different band because of course i already follow infant annihilator on all platforms so um anyway so uh one-eyed track five beneath infant island may 15th here we go
Alright, so that was One-Eyed, which is track 5 from Infant Island's new LP, Beneath, and that came out on May 15th. So next we're going to talk about Mattachine. Mattachine, uh, which was the name of the, one of the earliest gay rights groups, is a four-piece metalcore band from Fredericksburg, Virginia, featuring members of Infant Island, actually, who we just talked about moments earlier. And uh, on this recording, it also features Michael Tony of Black Matter Device, who has since announced his departure. Um, really? But, yeah, but he was on this EP, contributed vocals and guitar, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Mattachine play what they describe as gay as fuck metallic hardcore and homo violence, which all <laughs> checks out. <laughs> um and uh, this is some of the most desperate, raw, and genuinely emotional heavy hardcore I have heard in a long-ass time. Like, very frantic and shrill vocals, heavy breakdowns, and Dude, very... shrill and cracky vocals. They're like... like they, like, at times, they're like... Ah! It's like, ah, oh, it's so They're good. amazing. They're, it's so fucking good. The vocal approach in this band is, like, impeccable and just visceral, like... Yeah, just um, very sincere and vulnerable vocal performance all throughout this EP. I mean, it's only four tracks, but the amount of replay value that you get here is like is great. I, I, this is one of my most played of the podcast for sure. Oh, agreed. Um, the album cover gives me like this weird, like kind of like a uh, like post hardcore, like slash like deathcore vibe, where I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna like this because like, I've seen a lot of this kind of artwork before. But then I listen to it, I'm like, oh, this is something completely different. Um, the lyrics, I gotta say, uh, are fucking amazing. They are so um, good. Super They're fucking like angry, angry. Fucking makes me want to fucking punch a homophobe in the goddamn face. Exactly. Um, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's great, man. Um, I want to say my favorite track. Um, this took heavy, heavy thought. Um, it's probably the perversion for profit. Dude, yeah, it's but, really fucking good. Man, what I would do—that's a real sassy one too. Yep. And I know. I mean, fuck. I'm seeing a lot here. It's COVID going on and everything. But man, what I would do to see this band in a house show and just the energy. That I would, would create. Would oh my god! I would fucking mosh my ass off to this yep. shit. Yep. Um. Very promising. Fucking brutal. Uh. So brutal. Like these are just disgustingly brutal breakdowns. Like every fucking song is just is massive. And it gives this authenticity to um, the frustration and anger in this album. When I do hear that, like, not it's like that that cracky vocals where you it's like this pre. Well, that last scream like, on on the end of "Boys Beware" is like so raw. The end of that track, you know, that the whole like, last dude, you can't fake the funk, man. It's fucking there. It's like yeah. Um, so I would say, I this is probably. My favorite listen of this uh, uh, episode so far, um, I would say. Uh, this it's, sup- it's superb. It's, it yeah. is really fucking good. Um, but yeah, um, fucking game on, man. Um, I, I guess, uh, uh, yeah, that, that'd be my track would be a perversion for profit. Uh, it, it's great, man. It's, it's awesome. I really liked, um, I mean, I liked every track on the CP. I love every track on the CP, but in particular, yeah. Sisyphus with its extremely memorable lyrics and super catchy metalcore riffs. That was my favorite song. Um, 
I did also like Boys Beware, which has that super emotional and chilling end too. Uh, uh yep. I, I think Sisyphus is is the podcast song, but um. Oh, dude, listen, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. Um, let me pull it I just yes. wish there was more. Yes. I mean, that's yes. the only. That's my only criticism for this band is I wish you would it was have a done. Tease. Yeah, it, this is a tease. <laughs> yep. I hope that this is not the extent of this band's existence. It's just the one EP. You know, I hope that Michael Tony departing isn't going to stop this project from going forward. In other words, um, so we're going to go ahead and give you Sisyphus, which is track one from Isolation as a Form of Torture, and that is uh, Matachin's new EP, which came out on. June 6th of 2020. Alright, so that was Sisyphus, which is track one from Marachin's new EP, Isolation as a Form of Torture, and that came out on June 5th of 2020. 
Nice to be talking about something that's a little more current, right, Levi? Dude, absolutely. We definitely <laughs> just perpetually playing catch up on this fucking podcast. So that's why we're just jamming out 12 bands this time. And we're just stacking them up, saving them, kind of giving some out, stacking them. So next, we're going to give you your release radar for the month of June. So first up, we released our very first physical compilation, Mathcore Index Best of Volumes 1 through 5, a double CD with 100% of all profits going to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Uh, the Tongues of God by Voidbloom, featuring Nick of Mouthbreather. Soft Narcosis by Limbs, Filipino Mathcore. Isolation is a Form of Torture by Mattachine, uh, featuring members of Infant Island and Black Matter Device. Uh, Irrational Pull by 156 Silence. That's a fucking real banger. Uh, speaking of bangers, the album by Zilf, UK Mathcore Progressive Metal. Uh, Dentist by The Central. Quick little EP, kind of concept-based, with a little skit element to it. Splinters from an Ever-Changing Face by End. Very much an album of the year contender there, I'm sure, for many of you. As We Suffer from Memory and Imagination by Nuvo Lascura. Nuvo Lascura. For some reason, I have a hard time saying that name. Uh, Abscess Time by Pyron, or Pyron, speaking of which. Uh, the Avalanche by Owen, featuring uh, Mike Kinsella of American Football and Cap and Jazz, but you all knew that. Technicolor by Covet the instrumental math rock band from Cali. And speaking of Cali math rock, Disheveled Cuss, uh, the new album featuring Nick Reinhardt of Terra Melos. Terra Melos. Uh, Internal Geyer by Ladybird, featuring members of Malevic. Uh, Snooze dropped a new single, and Poolside at the Flamingo dropped a previously unreleased P- uh, EP. So that was your release radar for the month of June. <laughs> okay. So next we're going to talk about Boar. Boar are a five-piece metalcore hardcore band from New York. Uh, yes, another New York band. This is actually a band our Patreon voter, uh, supporters voted on, so thank you so much for that, y'all. Boar formed in uh, 2018, releasing their debut two-track EP last year. Another EP, two, back in May via Small Settlement Records. And uh, again playing catch-up now. Boar could be described as uh, metalcore or chaotic hardcore, uh, and then it chaotic, excuse me, <laughs> it occasionally, rather, brushes mathcore territory by stepping up the intensity and complexity just a bit. It's very straightforward hardcore. Um, yeah. I fucking have no problem with that. Uh, the the vocals, um, I, I, I want to describe the, the vocals as uh, more Buckley-esque as far as the approach. Um, it just literally the vocalist sounds like Keith Buckley in his stronger Definitely. hardcore approach. Uh, the whole I band mean, sounds like every time I had. There's a clear again. Yes. So we're talking about a New York band. I mean, it's on yeah, a it's fucking. Like it like it's from, unavoidable. It's like they're from Buffalo almost or something weird like that. Um, uh, I really enjoyed the lyrics, um, especially uh, leeches uh, and wine. Uh, that was by far my favorite track, uh, and also lyrical content. Um, this was really digestible. 
what was it four or five tracks um it was yeah it was great man uh, i really enjoyed this band um just great to hear some just I, I, i'm not even i mean as far as like uh hey is this math core uh christian is this math core <laughs> i mean are you are you memeing right now or are you asking me a serious question because the meme but is it but also like i mean like uh i i guess um uh i i, I would say this would be the least of our technical bands i guess on this episode right i mean but i mean yes yes it's definitely as you were saying it's it's more straightforward it's kind of more of like but yes i am pushing one... the meme as well is this math core yes <laughs> the answer i think the short answer is no um <laughs> i mean kind of sort of but not really i mean yeah yeah it's mostly like yeah. one like big two-step or breakdown moment throughout the entire ep i mean like and yeah, it it has that obvious and inescapable influence of every time I die that we see almost universally pervading bands from that area. Yep. Um, I did hear a daughter's sound creeping in here and there as well. Just one part, especially, seems to be taken directly from the self-titled album, specifically the Dead Singer. I'm mm-hmm. gonna call that out now. Um, which is kind of an irresistible part to rob, honestly. <laughs> so I guess I can't. <laughs> I guess I can't blame I do them. Not blame you. Yep. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's definitely, I, w- I wouldn't really certifiably call this, rather, I wouldn't say it's certifiably mathcore, no. It's more of like a chaotic kind of hardcore vibe. Absolutely. Not, more chaotic. Chaotic hardcore is yep. not really a genre, obviously, but just providing that additional quality to it sort of helps piece it together that it's not, it's not just super straightforward, you know. It's definitely, there's some, there's some more interesting elements to their music, to be fair. Um, yep. I, I did like the fact that they well the track one I mean Larynx is is good like the compressed riff at the beginning that infectious two step riff that follows is really good um, I liked Leeches and Wine I think that was my favorite track actually as it felt like it's where the EP has its most inspired material where they really start to like hit their stride you know Leeches and Wine has the best. I mean, like I said before, it sounds the best, and fucking uh, the 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 voc- I mean, the, the, the lyrics song, are amazing yeah. too. It's just it, it's great, man. Um, what I what I disliked though, I know this is twice as many songs as their first EP, but I think maybe they should have delivered more here. Like, I don't think that releasing the EP strategy like works well for a metalcore band, unless you're already putting out tons of music. Like you're like someone like portrayal of guilt where everyone just like, Oh, of course they did, you know, or or full of hell where it's just like, well, of course, yeah, they put on another EP, but I, I think that when you're backing up LPs with EPs in between, then it makes a lot more sense to take that route. But I don't feel like the full length album is completely obsolete yet, especially in the context of this sort of music. Like you, you need more. It's over so quick with most of these songs. Like you need, you need at least twenty minutes of it to fucking to, to bang around. Yep. Um. So I, I feel like maybe they they need to do more next time. That's that's like just a very general complaint for a lot of the music that we cover, though. I mean, it's with underground music, you get that a lot. So that's that's kind of um, almost an empty criticism, to be fair. But um, I also feel like maybe they're they're leaning a little too heavily on some other influences. Um, I don't feel like it's like all derivative, but uh, you know, there's definitely some room for improvement, and there's definitely yeah. some promise too. Like that being said, like there's there's a lot of promise to this group, um, and I feel like every time I die, the armed, the chariot, 
we don't talk about Norma Jean anymore going forward, <laughs> by the way. So <laughs> they're fucking canceled. So we will not speak their name going forward. From now on, we say the chariot when we're talking about that sound. Because that's Josh Scogin was Norma Jean anyway, basically. And they fired the one guy for being an alcoholic who was like the last original guitarist. So, yeah. They, anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> let's yep, not anyways, dredge. Let's not give the them mighty, more airtime. How air the mighty time. have fallen, right? Like, <laughs> the, the almighty Norma Jean. Like, how fucking. Anyway. <clears throat> so, we're going to give you uh, Leeches and Wine, which is track three from Boar's new EP2, which came out on May 5th via Small Settlement Records. Here we go. Alright, so that was Leeches and Wine, which is track three from Boar's new EP two, and that came out on May fifth of twenty twenty via Small Settlement Records. So next we're gonna talk about PS You're Dead. PS You're Dead, that's all one word, uh, with the periods in between P and S, are a sassy hardcore mathcore trio from Buffalo, New York. Again, lots of New York love on this uh, upstate New York love, even on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, P.S. Your Dead are a new band. They started earlier this year, released their debut EP back in March. Again, really, really going back for this one. But this was, again, something our Patreon supporters voted on days ago, and it just kept slipping through the tracks along with Boar. So here we are covering them months, months late. Um, but it needed to be discussed because it's it's great stuff. So um, P.S. Your Dead played dancey, sassy, hardcore with plenty of disco beats and elements of mathcore and screamo that brings that very distinctly MySpace throwback feel. 
my notes are sort of scant on this one. Honestly, it's just kind of like a, a five track demo, like seven minutes long, not a lot to discuss, but just very promising. And uh, just, it needed to be mentioned here. Yep. Um, they're definitely coming from, uh, they're kind of pulling from the uh, heavy, heavy Lolo playbook. Mm. Um, at, Absolutely. It, at times, Getting ahead uh, of I ourselves would say here. like uh, kind of more new school uh, references is uh, the central. See you, kind of like see you space cowboy. Yeah, see you, Space Cowboy, just more frantic screamo. Um, but yeah, very promising, man. Um, for a second, uh, the f- first track or two were ripping so hard. I'm like, whoa, 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 why is this a demo? But then after I listened to it, I'm like, oh, it's a little raw, a little raw. And like, okay, well, all right, there's not much there. Like, okay, all right, I, I see wh- where they would be. Like, it's a demo. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I, they're pretty modest with this release, and I do appreciate that. It's a good ass demo. Like, but the CU oh. Space Cowboy demo was fucking incredible. So agreed, agreed. Uh, so we can't discount yeah. demo just because they're demos. On, on you know, you can't judge a a demo by its cover, I guess. <laughs> mm, Christian, but uh, and I mean, we don't cover many, but we do cover some demos, and I'm glad that we covered this one, man. Um, this. I great. mean, if we're covering your demo you can pretty much rest assured that we like what you're doing. <laughs> but also I like that. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting. You can just release to release something or you can release it and then call it a demo. You know, it's like, you know, it's up to you. Um, but I, I like that. They kind of like uh start off like this. And I really hope that you they mean, in other words, they, for- they could have, they could have called this an EP. Like this is our debut. Easily. EP, but they, they chose to be like, this is a demo because it's presumably, self-produced you know yeah so i mean apparently this is a jumping off point so i really hope that we do hear more from this band for that reason so yeah I, you know i follow them on twitter and i seem to remember them god i'm like slurring hella bad i seem to remember them um saying something about them like writing hella stuff during quarantine so okay oh, hopefully that okay. means new music um what i liked about this ep this demo uh the zaniness of it all using that maybe abusing that word on this podcast uh, this episode rather but it just has so many like fun booty shaking moments that still manages to like somehow bring aggressive chaotic sequences as well mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but it still manages to find it back to those little like noodly riffs a la heavy heavy lolo that that influence definitely does jump out at me quite a bit uh, that and CU Space Cowboys, I kind of in- interrupted you with earlier. Um, Dating myself, but Antarctica and Galaga the movie. That, I mean, that, that California sound from Heavy Heavy Lolo, that Bay Area sound, definitely reached all the way up to Humboldt. Like, <laughs> there's yep. so many West Coast bands that were biting that HHLL sound um, back in the late 2000s. Um, and this is kind of like. Uh, another iteration of that same set of influences coming back again. Like we've seen like another wave of it now, basically. I mean, first we were seeing CU Space Cowboy and then the Calista Boys. And now we've got this band, you know, uh, I like that. I like that, that little theory going on there. I, I yeah, absolutely. it's like a, it's like a third wave of, of this influence now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. What I disliked, though, I mean, it is a demo, so obviously the production isn't great. Uh, that It is the EP or demo's main setback. Uh, I would also say that some of the ideas aren't fully developed or developed well, so that's something to bear in mind going into this release. But I, They were very upfront with the whole demo thing. I think that's why they, they use that, that terminology versus an EP. 
Uh, and again, with any new young band, especially on a demo, you should probably expect some unabashed hero worship. Um, so if you can't handle them jocking Heavy Heavy Lolo or Sea of Space Cowboys sound, this may not be for you. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, I think it's... um. I mean, can you jock something that's been dead for, you know, whatever? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's not even the right word, but... um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I know what you're saying there. Yeah, I don't know how to handle that. But I, but I, I mean, all in all, I just like, I like the modest... Sometimes I just uh, talk to hear my own voice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> sounds so good. But I, I like, I like the, I like the modest side of it, uh, calling this a demo. So I will take it as that. And I really hope that if this is a, just a promising band that is uh, going to release something else after this. Yeah, y'all should definitely put up an album this year. I mean... I think I saw you tweet about it, so let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and play for you. Um, Smokes, let's go. So we're going to go ahead and play for you. Oh, no. I'm trapped inside a David Lynch-directed cologne commercial. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. That's the track. Yeah. I mean, I love Michael Myers said I'll see you in court, and I also really like Spill Your Beans. Um, but something yeah, the about... The David Lynch one is... <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I like that the first track, the riff kind of just insists upon itself a little bit too much. You know, that... I feel like that's just a little too... It's a little too formulaic. Um, and Spill Your Beans is too short. So we're going to give you uh, Oh No, I'm Trapped Inside a David Lynch-directed cologne commercial, which is track two from P.S. Your Dead's new demo. Uh, and that came out on March 20th. Really going back here for this one. Here we go. Right, so that was oh no i'm trapped inside a david lynch directed cologne commercial which is track two from ps your dead's new demo which came out back in march so the next band we're going to talk about is fawn limbs fawn limbs are an international mathcore trio from finland uh pennsylvania and new york featuring 
Ellie Hyland of Meyer Planer and Infinite Nomad, uh, Lee Fisher, formerly of Commit Suicide, and notably a briefly, uh, briefly rather, a touring drummer for Psyopus, and Samuel Smith, who is the bassist of Artificial Brain, making this kind of a, a supergroup of sorts. They released three EPs in 2018, a single, an anthology album, and a full-length, and another EP in 2019. And now they're back with their second full-length album, Sleeper Vessels, which is to be released uh, September 18th on CD via Dark Trail Records, which is, full disclosure, my label. 12-inch final via <laughs> Roman Numeral and Wolves and Vibrancy Records and cassette via Sludge Lord. Uh, yeah, of course, you know, hard plug. I, I'm helping release this album, but you know I only fuck with the best. Uh, and mm-hmm. this is no fucking exception. This record was mixed by the homie Ped of Frontierer and sectioned at his studio, Outlier Sound, and mastered by... The OG big dog, Simon Hammond of uh, War From A Harlot's Mouth and Nightmare at his studio, Sludge Studios. So the production is just absolutely fucking massive, man. Like, we've talked about Fawn Limbs many, many times in this podcast. So there's not much we can say that we haven't already said. Uh, and currently there's just one single available. Uh, but there's just no way that we couldn't give this the plug because you need to hear it. But if you're not already familiar with Fawn Limbs, uh, and fuck me, that would surprise the hell out of me if you listen to this yeah. podcast and, yeah. <laughs> and you weren't already. But this is like a, a perfect hybrid of grindcore, dissonant death metal, and mathcore just wrapped up into like one perfectly amalgamated package. Uh, the next rec- record, this record rather, is just like next level insanity. Like this is the future of metal. Like truly considering um, the, the full very effective integration of electronic elements, which just like pushes the chaos to that next level. Uh, It would make bands like code orange blush. Like I really don't feel like they truly nailed it on underneath. I feel like meth, Witch, will and even frontier, um, have all, and especially fond They're all doing the same kind of manipulation, albeit with different presentations much better. It's wow. You said it, dude. Holy fuck. I totally agree. Amazing. Yep. I I really feel like they're all kind of dabbling in that quote unquote glitch, that glitch thing. Um, and this is one of the best bands to do it thus far. <clears throat> I I really feel you can tell the the um, that they recorded with Padram uh, this time and everything. Um, I feel like this last two re- releases the vocals have definitely. Uh, tightened and have gotten even more aggressive, I guess. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, but the sound has definitely changed a bit um, in these last two releases. Yeah, really, it has. I mean, the production has gotten noticeably better um, with the release of Their Holes Aroused by the Splinters Carved from Their Teeth, which is the EP they released back in December. Um, the production has, has noticeably improved, like with that release, rather. And uh, with this release, it's even better. It's like the production of that EP with the songwriting of Harm Remissions. Mm-hmm. In a way, mm-hmm. this, I mean, I'm not sure if you've listened to the full album, Levi. I know I sent it to you. I don't know if you had time to listen to it yet, but. I, I, so I, I listened to a bit of it, but no, it's, it's been, a, it's been a busy time. So I haven't listened to like the full, like, like full thing the whole time. I mean, yeah. of course I'm inclined to say that it's good, but like, no joke, this is going to be a major album of the year contender for most people, I think, especially given the, the sheer fucking pedigree that has gone in the, into the production of the fucking release. 
Already got my pre-order set, doggy. Fucking ready for that shit. Yeah, I definitely got a 12-inch final from Roman Numeral. I, I couldn't help myself. Um, I'm very happy that... I mean, you're my boy. You, uh, you're, uh, Dark Shell releases everything, um, but also whatever uh, Dark Shell doesn't release in vinyl, I got to get it somewhere else. Like it's, it's just nice that uh, uh, Fawn Limbs specifically, I am happy that they have CD and vinyl available because these guys need to be listened to by everybody. Um, so it's not digitally. Just find your fucking media, man, because like, it's, it's fucking amazing stuff. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's fucking... It is amazing. Um, and just like the... This this new album too is is a is a major step up. Like the the ideas are definitely um, a lot more fleshed out. The electronic excuse me the electronic elements are more embellished, um, and it's just like more substantial too. There's just like more. There's more as I was saying earlier, more musical density to this this release. Um, and I I'm already anticipated. Excited. I already anticipated you know, making my year end list. Not even yeah. just because, I mean, I, I am really, I'm honest when I'm putting together those lists. I'm, of course I'm inclined to put my own releases that I'm helping with on there, but you know, I wouldn't again be releasing it if I didn't like fully believe in it. If I wasn't truly a fan. So that is my, that is my full endorsement for this band. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, again, we're we're just like totally repeating ourselves and just <laughs> showering I mean, them with, 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 with praises. Problems, yeah, I mean, like, what else you got to say? You know, I can't um, say enough kind things about the project. There's like literally nothing that I don't like love about what they're doing. Like, I love deathcore. I mean, I love death metal rather. I love grindcore. And I love mathcore, and this seamlessly combines elements of all of those things in a very, you know, forward-thinking package. Yep. Um, so we only have one single uh, right now, so we're going to go ahead and give that to you. So we're going to listen to uh, Mitre, which is track two from Sleeper Vessels, which is to be released on September 18th via Dark Trail Records, Roman Numeral Records, and Wolves and Vibrancy Records. Oh, and Sludge Lord. I fucking love just the DIY fucking just teamwork that everybody does like just getting it out getting out to every fucking country like and that's the ragtag lineup we all those labels we we all collaborate on every Fawn Limbs release basically um shit is tight I, I find myself collaborating with them a lot uh and uh, Zegama Beach too yeah we, Zegama we, dude Zegama very busy Roman numeral very busy Dartrail very busy no fucking, no no guys. no we're not we're not very busy at all but we're trying to we're trying oh, to step it up this year <laughs> uh, well, uh, you're, we're about uh, we only got Christian's one release busy. on the books for this year yeah I am busy Darktrail is not but um <laughs> we're trying to make busy. it so <laughs> thank you for giving me the benefit of the doubt though yeah dude um so we're gonna go and play again Matre, track two fawn limbs sleeper vessels september 18th here we go boom boom
All right, so that was Matre, which is track two from Fonlim's new album, Sleeper Vessels, which is coming out on September 18th. So next, we're going to talk about 156 Silence. Mm-hmm. 156 Silence are a metalcore band from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They started as early as 2015, releasing their first single, a split, and an EP in 2017, their first full-length, albeit a short one, um, which was released via Inner Strength Records in 2018. And now they're back with their second full-length album, Irrational Pull. And holy shit, have this band stepped it up immensely. Um, 156 Silence could be described as metalcore or chaotic hardcore, with heavy mathcore influence, with tons of feedback-laden breakdowns, angular, pitch-shifted guitars, and very visceral and passionate vocal delivery and lyrics. <laughs> um, in fact, that that's like what I like most about this release is the vocals, like the lyrics and the just the absolute anger and passion with which they are oh, delivered. Dude, they have found their sound. It's so fucking good. It's yes, so they found good, their dude. sound. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the blending of the talky, singy fucking vocals on top of just the brutality of just like just the hardcore vocals. Uh, yeah, um, I think the vocals really just carry this whole release, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um... It's um it borderlines on that like kind of having fun with the vocals almost like we were talking about earlier with like Zilf and stuff where it's like the especially with the first like uh track or two uh you know um He's just in my vibing. favorite track uh high dive uh in in the in the low well um it's just like he just track kind one. of uh, it, it's great I don't even know what to say it's just it, it's just fucking yeah, great his anger is just like palpable like. The breakdowns are fucking enormous, too. And this is easily one of my favorite albums of 2020 so far. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. I, I basically like, I basically love, actually, every track on this release. Like, the titular track, track nine, Irrational Pull, which has just such a haunting earwig of a main motif with that pulsing, sliding bass line and that almost, like, primitive rhythm. It's just, like, very mesmerizing especially when coupled with the music video. And actually, if you have not seen the music video for a rational pull, I highly suggest you pause this podcast and just go watch the video for the title track. Just go watch that real quick. I, I guarantee it's a you very good video. <laughs> I guarantee you that will sell you on this band. Like once, once yeah. again, back to the subject of daughter's style permeating literally every hardcore and metal band on the planet right now, since the release of you won't get what you want. This is another like example where we see very heavy daughtersisms with that bass line, many of the chord shapes on this track and elsewhere on the album. Um, yeah, man, it's just it's there big time. I also really liked "By a Thread." Uh, parenthetical title is "I Suspend," which just has such fucking biting delivery and genuine hatred with the vocals he just like barks his words like some fucking rabid dog um <laughs> and it's just so fucking angry and sincere well said man I, I really like high dive and a low well as well that's an obvious track to like it's track one it's just like a a new mm -hmm. classic super energetic metalcore album opener that just sets it off right like it's it's like you're hearing you know young code orange basically yeah but uh with with way more pitch shifting and more diverse songwriting and less tough guy machismo you know um what i did not like though uh 
as much as I love this record a great deal, but uh, and I already had that first single on repeat when that video dropped. So this is definitely one of my most played from the podcast. But my one criticism is that they maybe played it just a little safe here by pandering, maybe a little too much to the beatdown crowd. You know what I'm saying? Like, although that's what's in right now, and I certainly don't question their enthusiasm for the style. I just feel like that's a surefire way to like guarantee attention from a certain audience. Whether or not that was their actual motivation, I can't say though. Yeah, I definitely kind of like that heavy, like East Coast kind of like influence there. Um, We're talking about a Pennsylvania band, so I, yeah, I'm sure that this yeah, is definitely very a PA deliberate. Influence, yeah. Um, uh, All that I said, agree. I mean, it's, I, I mean, yeah, I, I as kind of like almost kind of yeah, I, I would agree with you, Christian. Um, yeah, um, this is coming from a place of love. Like, I really, I love this album, but yep, I feel like beatdown is a guarantee seller you know what i'm saying like it's kind of like you package that up and you fucking put it out all that being said though i fucking love huge breakdowns just as much as the next dummy and i would kill people in the pit to this figuratively speaking of course (laughs) (laughs) um and to their to give this a nice compliments you know compliment sandwich um I would say they actually do take some risks here by choosing not to end this album with another series of massive breakdowns, but instead they bring us a more like melodic, almost ballad of sorts, complete with actual singing and scant screaming. Like it's not really, it's not really a hardcore song. It's more like a rock tune that they close the album out with. Yep. So they take some risks here, you know, all that, all that said, it's not, it's not all just middle of the road beat down. Like there's uh there's some very creative songwriting, um, excellent guitar work. Like the guitar work and the vocals are like the main highlights of the release for me. I I feel like um, <clears throat> I mean it's a very well produced album. Um, and if they found their sound and this is what they they're gonna do, then yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I guess I do respect that critique as far as like. You know, you know, I'm trying to bring thing. more critique on this podcast. I don't want it just to be us every single time, just like, yeah, yep. just crawling up their asses so far. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's sometimes when I I can't really find much to critique, but yeah, that's that's just the one thing is I feel like maybe they played it a little safe with some of the uh, some of the songs. They they could have taken a few more risks, done a few more experimental tracks. You know, it was only a ten-track album. They could have given us a couple more. Yo, if 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 the next one is this and then more, then give it fucking game on, yeah. man. I'm fucking down. Yeah, again, um, all, all that criticism aside, this is one of my favorite albums of 2020. Like, absolutely, it's, it's fucking here. real good. And if you like Code Orange, you like Knocked Loose or Vein, excuse me, or Mouth Breather or Chamber, um, I feel like this will appeal to you. Like yep, that kind agreed. of chaotic, breakdown-heavy, feedback-laden, super frustrated hardcore. So we're going to go ahead and play for you. Uh, I think it's got to be a rational pull. Do it. Yep. I, right? that, 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 oh, dude. I First of all, I, I have a few tracks in my brain, but for you, I know you were promoting that. I saw that earlier. Let's do that one. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, pull. And it's like track ration- 9 out of fucking track 10. Let's do that. I mean, even better, stop the podcast, go watch the music video for a rational pull, and then come back and join us. There you go. All right. So we're going to play for you Irrational Pull, which is track nine from Irrational Pull, one five six Silence's new album that came out on June 5th. Here we go.
right, so that was Irrational Pull, which is track nine from 156 Silence's new album of the same title, and that came out back in June. <coughs> so next we're going to talk about The Central. The Central are a mathcore grindcore duo from Madison, Wisconsin. They started as early as 2010, releasing their debut full-length in 2012, another in 2013, an EP and a split in 2014, a third full-length in 2016, Discovery of a Rat, which was one of my favorite albums of that year. I still jam that on the regular, actually. Uh, another shorter full-length album 20, in 2018, Sick and Dying, which I also fucking loved. Uh, a Christmas single and their fifth full-length, Van Dyke Brown's Crystal, last year, which was also one of my favorite releases of that year. And uh, now they're back with another EP, Dentist, which seems to be a bit uh, of a very short concept album with uh, skits here and there. And uh, we've talked about The Central many times. This is another revisit. They're uh, so fucking talented, dude. Truly. So fucking good. Um, by the they way, played our third annual they... fest, which we live-streamed on YouTube this past weekend. I saw on that, uh, that was actually one of the few bands I got to catch on the on the stream and uh i noticed they added a bassist they did yes um, well well, and well. That, that kid fucking kills it too like he was vibing with them he belongs with those two truly, other guys man frankie if you're listening to this yeah that that guy definitely is into playing your music and he plays it really well like his bass parts fit so perfectly and his cello part that he interjected in that other song um, from the new EP is so fucking good. Yep. Yep. Or from the new album. I think that song is actually from um, Van Dyke Brown's Crystal. Um, so I would describe their sound as mathcore, although it has plenty of grind crossover appeal. But most interestingly, they take plenty of almost indie rock and soul excursions, which are probably some of their best songs, honestly. like I would agree with you. This is musical eclecticism as it, at its best, like, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of what mathcore is all about. Basically, it this is, it's definitely an ideal form that successfully blends those styles seamlessly. Like, the frantic, a, the frantic start stopping of this band alone <laughs> <so much. laughs> is fucking. It just I don't. This is a start-stop band. You nailed it. Yeah, truly. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And, like, it's it's almost like so much start-stop where I can introduce this to other people that don't listen to his music. They're like, they're like yeah, all right. <laughs> you know, like, they, they, they get it because there's so much of, like, duh, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> you need to pay attention you gotta like yeah it's great man it's fucking amazing and then the, it, just like seeing once again watching that footage and seeing the bassist vibe with the two the with the bass with with uh, the drums and the, the guitarist where like for years we've seen on on live videos and those guys vibing and then to throw in another guy just like it, it's amazing it's so fucking crazy to see these guys just like produce something so unorthodox to, as to, far to, as like to like to jump into this band must have been so fucking challenging for him too because it yeah, really yeah, yeah. it yes. must demand so much muscle memory and just impeccable timing that i don't think that you can you can't just like jump into a band like this you really gotta mm-hmm. fucking like practice 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 a lot of its memorization and as you're saying the, the start stop moments like the timing on them are fucking hard dude like i'm a musician i can count 
but they are they're tough to they're hard to follow <laughs> yeah I mean, <laughs> this is a hard band to follow speaking from musician gymnastic man it's fucking like it's crazy we're we're talking about some absolutely next level musicianship like it doesn't get much better than the central like they're some of the best fucking players in the game and they're really unsung like for how diverse their discography ha- has become even more so in the last like year or two you know so let's talk Since about sick like, and dying, I mean, like so like with 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 this one here uh the central so uh the the album it's you know it's like track by track but at the end you listen to it in its entirety you have that last track to listen to the whole I love how they thing. did that yes they're like hey listen look this is also actually supposed to be like a concept album and you can listen to it in one go with the skits seamlessly yeah, I, I really so appreciated good. that. It's so good. It's so good. That's all I gotta say. It's so good. So yeah, yeah what, what what? So what track do we play? Big that, World, that was... the last track. All right, boom. I mean, because that's it's more substantial in terms of runtime than the other tracks. I mean, they're all they barely clear sixty seconds. Like most of them are like forty-five to sixty seconds. Like. What we do have here, though, is an incredibly large amount of complex ideas being expressed very quickly. Again, which is something we champion. And just back to the subject of musical, just sheer fucking musical density, that is what this band represents. Um, so, so yeah, if, if you're a fan of Early Daughters, Ed Gain, Heavy Heavy Lolo, and Modest Mouse... <laughs> Like Frankie and I have talked about this before. Like I know he loves Modest Mouse, and I definitely see that jumping out in their music which is such a a curious you know kind of off the wall thing to throw into this mix but fuck me if it doesn't like work so well boom so we're gonna go ahead and play for you big world which is track eight from dentist which is the central's new ep which came out on june 5th here we go So that was Big World, which is track eight from the Central's new EP, Dentist. And that came out on June 5th. So last, we're going to talk about limbs. Yes, I know, confusingly enough, we talked about fawn limbs earlier this podcast, but now we're going to talk about limbs, which is a math core trio from Manila, Philippines. Uh, Limbs started as early as 2016, releasing their debut EP late that year. A second EP in 2017, a split and a full length in 2018. Uh, Exquisite Corpse, which I absolutely loved and we covered on this podcast. A single back in March, and now they're back with their second full-length album, Soft Narcosis. And uh, Limbs are just kind of like a next-generational mathcore band, you know what I'm saying? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, um, very reminiscent to the band um, Narrows. Um, just great chaotic math core. Um, I don't get, I don't got much to say other than uh, my favorite track uh, would be. Um, I believe acidic imposter. Oh, yeah. mine too, for sure. That's the yeah. fucking one, man. Yep. Yeah, that that sees them. Well, we can just talk about like the release in general. Um, like the the fucking riffs on this thing, man. Like they they're like a perfect balance of technical yet catchy. Oh is, yeah. Which is a really hard balance to strike. Um, I really like the, the vocal approach. Those like scathy mid highs that he's like he's like gargling gravel you know what i'm saying like <laughs> really yep. like just raw like, like dirty ah, yeah like so yep. raspy and um yeah just sounds like again gargling like fucking rocks and I, I feel like the material on this release compared to their previous work is way more experimental um and as a result uh, like there's a lot more diversity on this record with the inclusion of ambient industrial and arguably no wave elements um, that the influence of later daughters has no doubt carried over into their sound much like so many of the, the bands that we've discussed on this podcast um, in previous episodes and in this episode again just we keep circling back to that inescapable influence of uh, of several bands I guess maybe just due to the fact of the style of music they were talking about but daughters in particular I really have to insist that they, that their reach is, is just that wide. Um, and it's very apparent on this release. Um, and like Levi, Acidic Imposter, track five was by far my favorite track. It sees the band channeling some of their most aggressive and technically compelling moments that recall Converge, Dillinger Escape Plan, and Arms. Uh, and then it goes completely left field with the, that like industrial ambient shit like <laughs> it fucking it went so fucking left field there yeah it's such I a really curveball i do too like they, they do like they try lots of different stuff over the duration of this record um i liked necro police for the same reason maybe just replacing the no wave industrial vibe with more of like some quick electronic stuff um and very like sassy too. There's some like disco beats here and there. Maybe less than the last record. They were really heavy, heavy, low lowing it up on that last record. But um, I think maybe they they kind of shed that the sass just a little bit. Um, this is an obvious track to like, but I did like Window Shopping track one, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. although you know it has like two minutes uh, of intro stuff going on, but once it gets going, dude, it's like a converge B side with those raspy Jacob Bannon. Uh, Bannon rather vocals and that pick scrape outro. Um, I liked Death Jacket track two, which has that super saturated uh, like main motif. Sort of a, a vague statement to make, I know, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, the, but the main motif of that riff is like it's like an HM two, you know, getting back to that kind of uh, you know effects pedal qualities. They're, they're achieving that sound by turning everything up to 11, as one might say. You know, everything all, is like, all dials are cranked. Also, um, once again, uh, most bands on this fucking uh, episode, thanks for fucking posting the lyrics, being able to read everything. And uh, once again, these guys have great lyrics, um, great content. Uh, it, 
Yeah. That's always a good move. I mean, the Levi mocking Levi aside. Well, we both we well, both really do want to read your fucking lyrics. Like, well, technically they have. Yeah, they actually, yeah, they got lyrics for everything. Yep, yep, you guys get the pass. Game on. Um, yep. I liked the zone too, which just has that fucking super catchy kind of again heavy, heavy low low riff at the end. Uh, which one? The oh, zone. the zone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah track yeah, three. Yeah, the, yeah. The end yeah. of the track has like a really, really good riff. Again, for me. On this release, it's the riffs that really get me. Fuck, um, you know what, dude? I think window shopping would be my favorite. I I, I want to just, like, I, I got to choose one. It would be window shopping. That is a good track, but again, with the two-minute intro, it's not the one that we're going to play for our listeners. Nope, nope. Um, Which is unfortunate because, yeah, some of the material in that track is really fucking good. And, again, it does, yep. con- it does channel Converge and Dillinger quite a bit. Yep. Um, so be sure that you go back and listen to track one on this record because it'll sell you on the, the remainder of it too. Um, yeah, again, it is the riffs on this record that really draw me in. And, and New Flesh is where we see that later Daughters influence taking hold. Like It's like that Talking Heads, No Wave sort of vibe with the, you know, the, the pulsing kind of industrial... No, I'm just really... I'm stretching here. I'm I'm reaching really <laughs> hard, but <laughs> it's compelling. Like they they successfully, you know, borrow from daughters here. It's just it's really profound to see that influence. Um, what I disliked was not a lot. Um, this is a great release. Sometimes I do feel like the drums are a bit sterile and overly quantized, or maybe even like straight up programmed. But who knows what kind of constraints they're working with? And sometimes programming drums is a way to save time and money. Um, and there's not many moments where I'm like sort of acutely aware of that quality to be fair. So especially in these times, who knows what's going on. So, yeah. Oh, like I said, you know, there's, there's big bands that everyone knows and loves that releases music with recorded drums and they're not super upfront about it. So (laughs) (laughs) zing again, it's not even like, it's not the act that is so much offensive to me as it is, is the lack of transparency. Uh Uh-huh. Totally agree, man. That's my main issue. Like if you've got drums and programming, like in the, the credits, then it kind of is like, okay, so, you know, there are admittedly a couple parts that maybe they had to heavily quantize or even just like sound replace the fuck out of. But anyway, we're getting off on a serious tangent here. (laughs) <laughs> um, so if you're a fan of Converge, Botch, Later Daughters, Heavy Heavy Lolo, um, Arms, maybe Dow Boys, I think that uh, Limbs will really hit the spot for you. So we're going to go ahead and play Acidic Imposter, which is track five from Soft Narcosis, and that's Limbs' new album that came out on June 6th. Here we go. Yeah! 
All right, so that was Acidic Imposter, which is track five from Lim's new album, Soft Narcosis, and that came out on June 6th. And that, that's a really fucking good record. Like, these guys have been working really hard for the last couple of years. These last two releases especially have been have been excellent and have seen them really take some, like, serious steps in the right direction. And you know, I'm just tickled to see bands like this. I've said this before, but I'm tickled to see bands like this coming out of the Philippines in particular. Like, that, that just strikes me as a place that there should be kind of reactionary angry music <laughs> you know sprouting up so um you know good to see them and neil on nails just like fucking doing it mm-hmm. and there's another band that escapes me at this moment that that's been sent to me from the philippines but i, I can't recall the name um so before we wrap this up i just want to remind everybody please subscribe on itunes leave us five stars leave us a review most importantly follow us on spotify and subscribe on youtube mathcore youtube.com slash mathcore index um we will piecemeal be uh, uploading sets from mathcore index fest 2020 there are two up now uh which you can go watch from the central and name and uh yeah, I think I think that about wraps it up for the uh, the forty sixth episode of Mathcast. I'm your host Christian, and I'm your co-host Levi, and we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. Yeah.